Thank you for joining us this month for Bill Purvis Leadership. In today's lesson, Pastor Bill will share the importance of striving for excellence in all we do. All right, I want to welcome you this, uh, today to uh, BPL and tell you that this lesson today is going to be one I think you're going to really enjoy. To be honest with you, I was excited just looking at the notes of it and knowing that today would be a day that I'd talk about it. And it's, um, it's on the subject of excellence. And the Bible character I want to use is Daniel. And, uh, and, and the lesson is going to be how to set a standard for excellence. Uh, it's one of the values that I feel like is important for our own lives. Uh, several years ago, I took a copy off this morning off my desk. About 14 years ago, I wrote up the values of the Cascade Hills organization. And when I wrote the values, I wrote down 13 of them. And, uh, and as I wrote them down, I wrote down just a comment about each one. And I've always tried to come back and, and apply what I do to whatever those values are. And if I want to do something, I'll say, now, does that line up with the values? And the reason is if I can line it up with the values, I can feel at peace about it. Well, when I look at Daniel, there's a chapter here in Daniel 6.3 that says this, then Daniel became distinguished above all the other presidents and satraps. That is, he rose above everybody in the entire organization. And he said, because an excellent spirit was within him. And that one verse tells you the key to the success of Daniel. Um, he was a great example of somebody who demonstrated excellence. And so here's one truth that I realized. What sets successful leaders apart from unsuccessful leaders is the standard they set for themselves. It's not just that this is the standard, but it's the standard we set for ourselves. It's the, it's the saying, I should do this and then some. It's when you know that it's the best you can do. Other people can applaud you and say, great job. But if you know in your heart that it wasn't your very best and you just got by with it, you ought not to be able to sleep at night. If on the other hand, everybody hates you, but you know you gave everything you had in your best, that ought to give you peace. And so that's really what it is. In fact, in sports, it's not the good teams that win the championships. Uh, they, they win sometimes, but it's the team that really decides we'll settle for nothing less than our very best. They all are clicking because they're all giving the very best at it. And the same is true in your life. You know, why would you want to be a good spouse when you can be a great one? Why would you want to be a, you know, a good parent when you can strive to be a great parent? Why would you want to be a good employee when you can strive to be the best employee? I was with a man the other night that was wonderful. He, uh, their, their organization has about 16,000 employees, and he just got nominated number one in the sales, number one. And boy, they treated him well. They took him over to Hawaii. He called me and gave me, what island do y'all see? They put him up in a suite. They gave him a fishing expedition. They gave him food. They gave him a big bonus check. He got the life that he said, this was great. The wife got massages. He got all those. He said, man, it was great. And I said, what was it you enjoyed the most about it? He said, I enjoyed the most knowing that there's 16,000 other employees and I'm number one. He said, it took me a long time to get there. He said, it took me a lot. He said, I worked hard. He said, but every time I saw somebody getting that every year, and he'd been with the company now about, about 12 years, I think. He said, every time I saw somebody get that, I'd say, I'm going to get that. He said, not once did I say, oh, they're lucky or they didn't make it. He said, every time I said, I'm going to get that, I'm after them. And he said, and I kept on until when they announced this year that I got to be the guy that won the President's Award. He said, all the other stuff wouldn't have mattered. He said, even if they hadn't given me all the, the bonuses and benefits, the fact that I got to be number one among 16,000 meant the world. Well, that's what excellence is. Excellence is seeing that. I love a quote Pat Riley um, made years ago. 
And I quoted this recently uh, in an interview I was doing. Pat Riley, the great basketball coach, said this, I'd rather have game excellence than an excellent game. And he's saying, I don't want to just have one game that I win that's great. I want to have game excellence. That is, every time I'm out there, I want to do it right at the very beginning. And so let me give you some thoughts about excellence. It's about four or five points. Well, number one is this, excellence is an internal issue first. It's an internal issue. I've always put excellence in the category of a person's character. If I want to know where your character is, it's not what you say. It, the excellence is the issue of it's the character. And, and that's the part of it. It's, a, it's the report card of our own values. If you want to know where somebody's values really are, it's not by what they cite or quote, it's by what they do. And so it's the report card. It shows who you really are. And, and so the key of knowing who I am and the report card I have is what I do there. Um, they, uh, they said it this way. There's a quote years ago I read, every job is a reflection of the person who did it. Every job is your mirror. Every job is your report card. Every job is the reflection of the person who did it. Um, I was speaking at a conference a couple of years ago, and the guy that was there was a very outstanding leader. And he had about six of us guys all speaking. And when we got through, some of them was hanging around the table, and I was sitting over here at the dinner, and I was writing some notes. And he walked over there, sat beside me, put his arm around me. He said, I know exactly what you're doing because I do it every time. He said, you're writing what you would change next. He's right. I was writing, next time I'll do this, next time this. I didn't want to just celebrate. I want to make sure that this was good, that'll be great. And you keep taking the bar up. So that's what it is. Vince Lombardi said this, the quality of a person's life is in direct proportion to that person's commitment to excellence, regardless of their chosen field of endeavor. It doesn't matter what field you're in, it's, it's got to be excellent. I, uh, I give the illustration like this. Um, years ago, I met a guy who was on top of his game, the very top. And one of the best leaders I probably ever shook hands with. And so I stood in line with about 300 other people and I got him to autograph something. And so I keep that and all this stuff. So, well, in that, in that deal, he shook my hand. He said, he said, and your name? And I said, Bill, Bill, where are you from? I said, Columbus, Georgia. He said, buddy, I've been to Columbus, Georgia before. And he starts talking and he reached over to autograph and he autographed and then he turned around, said, you know, patted me on the back and then, and then got the next guy and got the next And then all of a sudden, I had the whole thing. He said, Bill, 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 hold on, hold, Bill, come here. And I was 20 feet away, walking away. And he called me. And I came back, and here's what he said. I walked back, and he took the thing. He said, can I see that again? I said, yeah. And he said, I forgot to cross that T in his name. Now, I forgot to cross that T. He said, I would never be able to sleep at night if I didn't do that. And he crossed the T, and it said, thank you, and handed that back to me. That's when I, it dawned on me. That guy believes in excellence. He couldn't have slept. I would have looked at it forever and said, I got an autograph. He was saying, I didn't close that T across there. And, and that's the reason that on top of a major organization he had arrived, is because the little bitty things like that meant something to him. Now, here's the part that you'll, you'll see in life. If you live long enough and you work around people long enough, you'll see some people that can live with mediocrity. Okay, they, 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 can, they can live with it. It don't bother them. I mean, they literally, as long as they just kind of show up and go through, uh, just getting by is their standard. It's not, a, it's not the person who's got real character, but it's just their standard. And, and for me personally, I don't know if it affects everybody this way, but for me, I can't tolerate, I don't feel sorry 
for people who don't put forth the very, very best efforts. I'm not interested in hearing them talk. In fact, um, I, I literally have a hard time listening to somebody like that talk because I feel you haven't earned the right to speak. I, and I want to just say, shut up. Go back to practice. Go learn the game. Don't talk if you don't have excellence. Just shut up. And I, and I find my blood pressure, Debbie said earlier in a prayer partner meeting, said Bill's blood pressure lately for the first time ever starting to go up. Uh, and I'm thinking, you know, it, that, those things like that could make it go up. And, and so here's what will happen. Uh, you got to understand your character is surfaced. You're, it's an x-ray, your job, everything else. I, I, I know this, whether volunteer or paid. And we, I lead a church organization. Some of you that are listening, you know, you lead companies. Um, whether you've got a volunteer or, or, or a paid person, the, the job excellence is the report card of their character. So get that down front early on. I'll give you an illustration that didn't help. Two, two um, in fact, in this organization, um, years ago I had a guy named Tim Wyrick that worked here. Tim was a crazy guy, just wild as could be. And he, thank God, Tim, Tim now has a successful cabinet company, but he had the job before Butch did of operations. I remember the day that I drove up and Tim caught me. We have a policy that you're not to have another job. If we pay you full-time, pay you insurance, it's just character. You don't have another job, okay? This is the job. And so that's called using the church. Well, what happened is, or embezzling, whichever way you want to put it, uh, but, but Tim caught me and caught me in the, in the parking lot and wanted to could he talk to me. And I said, sure. He said, Pastor, I just decided to take a side job. And I know the policy is we, we shouldn't have. And he said, I totally agree with it. He said, I want to open up a cabinet company. So I've decided that I was going to open up a cabinet company. At first he started online with doing it online and then, and then and I'll build. And he says, but all integrity won't let me take a check from the church and do that. And he said, my integrity won't let me do that. And I said, what are you going to do? He said, I don't have any clients but about two right now, but I need to quit the church. And so I just, I, I mean, I loved him, but my respect went up for him. Uh, about a month ago, my daughter-in-law opened up this company called Menu Therapy. as an online company. And she kept calling me three or four days. I thought, are we having this baby now? What's going on? And when she called me, I said, okay, I got back with you. How's the baby? It's not about that. She said, I just got the official license and opened up this company on the side, an online company. And she said, and I just can't sleep at night if I take a check. She's been doing the web stuff for us. I can't sleep at night if I take a check from the church and I do this. It just wouldn't be right. And I said, I understand. And so she said, so I hope we can make it on this budget and this business will go because I'm stepping off. And I, I thought that there again, there's integrity. That's what character is. That's what, and so I say to some of you that may be listening, if you've got people working for you or with you or around you, or, and God knows I don't think it's you, but, but if, it's, if it's any of you, you come to the issue of am I giving my very best, that's, that's the root. And so get that right. It's an, it's an internal issue. And you'll never bear fruit on the outside that is contradictory to the root on the inside. Okay? It's a funny thing. I don't, I've never understood. Apple trees produce apples. You know, and so whatever our root is, it's going to produce the fruit. That's, that's, the, that's the truth. And the second thing is this. Excellence and laziness um, will never be found together. You, you'll never see the two. Uh, show me somebody who likes excellence, and I'll show you somebody who, uh, who they're not lazy. I mentioned Butch a moment ago. You'll see Butch, and he'll have a new car every other month. But, uh, but they're all clean as a pen. But I'll tell you something. That guy will work circles around three or four other people. The excellence issue on the outside, the same way with the with the character issue over here. Um, excellence is work. It's called going above and beyond. It's saying this is my job and I'm, it's not about the hours I invest, it's about the quality that I come out of it. 
In, in, in life, you're going to meet four types. I wrote these down. Four types of people you'll meet. You'll meet the cop-outs. Uh, they set no goals. They make no effort, okay? Uh, then you'll meet the holdouts. They're uncertain. They hang on. They just ride the coattail. You'll meet the dropouts. That's the one that quits when the going gets tough. And then you'll meet the all-outs, and that's the one that keeps paying the price. I saw a little bit of Survivor last night, and, and I just watched. And in every Survivor episode, you'll see those same kind. Some hang on, some get stuff, they quit. Some are all out, and they usually win the game. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said this, If a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted, or Beethoven composed music, or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so, that, so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. He's saying, even if he did that, I've always said, if I worked at Burger King, that'd be the best hamburger you ever got. You'd stand in line to get me to fix your burger. And the reason is I'd give it my best. <clears throat> but it wouldn't be the best one in the world. The best one in the world would be the next one. And the, the better one than that would be the next one. And the issue of excellence is you, it's not lazy, it's work. The third thing about excellence is this. Excellence is a driving motivation for success. That's what keeps people moving to success. Show me somebody that's very successful. I'll show you somebody that's driven to do the job the best they can. They want to be the best athlete. They want to be the. I went fishing with a guy a while back that I love to fish with, and uh, he's a doctor here in town and loves to fish. I don't know why. He, he needs to give up medicine. He's a great doctor. He needs to give it up and just go into pro bass fishing because every time he gets a chance, he's fishing, and he makes a science of it. And when I go fishing with him, it's one of these all-day deals. It's from 5 a.m. in the morning until midnight. And so we got on these fish, and I realized, because I'm competitive too, we were getting big fish. And after a while, <clears throat> he's counting them, and he's got 41 bass, and I've got 41 bass. And it's about 8.30 at night, and it's already getting dark. And then he gets 42, and I get 42. And then finally I said, okay, if I want to go home tonight, I got to let him catch about two more. So I intentionally threw it in and moved it. If they started to get a strike, I wouldn't set the hook. I did it intentionally just so I could go home. And finally, a few minutes later, he said, all right, I got 45. Where are you at? I said, I'm at 42. And he said, well, you ready to wrap it up? I said, yeah, you win. Now, we would have been there forever. But he wanted to do the best he could. And I said, this kind of guy was not going to quit until he won. And I didn't want to spend all night there. So I'd caught plenty of fish. But that's what excellence does. It drives you to give your best. Now, here's something else. Statement number two is, you cannot lead anything until you lead yourself first. You got to lead you first. In fact, every one of these people that I know of that have succeeded well, the guy I mentioned that did the President's Club and all that, every one of them, craziest thing is they get up early in the morning and they go hit the gym and then they get up early in the morning, they read the Bible, and they pray, and they do. They're always doing all the other things that no one's standing over them telling them to do it. They just get it done. And then they'll turn around and call you and say, let's get together, like I was in his city, let's get together for so-and-so. And I say, okay, what, what time? Uh, it's 10 o'clock work for you. And, and then immediately it'll be, I got to work out at 5, then I got to do this at 6, I got to do that at 7, then I got to do this at 8. If I can work in between 9 and 10 or 10 and 11. And, and it's, they've got it slotted managed. But people that lead lead themselves first. They get themselves it. Now that means this. In fact, there's kind of three standards I've seen before. And, and you'll see these with people that are trying and are good. None of these are bad. Efficiency is getting the job done right. That's what efficiency is. 
Um, and not everybody's efficient, but efficiency is getting the job done right. Effectiveness is getting the right job done. Not everybody's effective, but an effective person will get the right job done. Excellence is getting the right job done right. It's, it's doing the right job the right way. Um, Charles Dickens said this in, in, uh, in David Copperfield. Um, Whatever I've tried to do in life, I've tried with all my heart to do well. Whatever I've devoted myself to, I've devoted myself to completely. That in great aims or in small ones, I have given everything thoroughly. And that's the key. You know, Michael Jordan, as much as we praise him for being so awesome, Michael Jordan said there was a time in his life that he would charge to, to put a ball in a hoop. And he said, and I was good, but I wasn't great. And I would charge into the lane and I would bump to the, the guys and pressure my way through. And I know probably Scott's aware of how, how that takes a toll on your body. He said, and then one day I figured out I'm waking up tired and I'm aching all over. And I'm like playing football to get the basketball to the goal. And then he said, what I did was I stopped and said, why don't I do this? Why don't I take my shooting up? And he said, and I began to stay in the gym much longer. And I practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. And he said, and I would make myself do 400 shots and 500 shots until I could get the majority of my shots to be great shots. And he said, then I realized it was less on my body. It was a whole lot easier on me and I, I could last out of the game. But he said, I wouldn't have done it had I not decided to make an excellent game of what I was doing and I had to change my strategy. Now, the MVP award went to him after that over and over. It's not given to good players. It's given to excellent players. But he moved his whole game up by deciding to be excellent. I remember a guy told me one time on, on, uh, on church staff, he, I was a new staff member. And I'd just come to, to work, and I was on staff with about 10 other guys in a church. They had about 20 staff members. And I was I, my first day there. And I remember the pastor came in and he said, let me explain something to you guys. And he talked about our office. And I, that statement just always hit me. He said, God's house ought to be cleaner than the White House. And he said, when I walk in here, I want to see this place organized. If it's work, I want to see it, that it's work that's being done. And uh, he said, I don't want junk in this place. And, and that just stuck to me. I mean, to this day, when I walk out of my office, I say, okay, let's make sure everything's done or completed or put up or whatever. Because I hear his words, God's wife's, uh, house ought to be cleaner than the White House. It's not in the Bible. It's not in the Constitution. But somehow he put it in my head that I thought, that's excellence. That's the value of it. Um, I believe this. I believe that volunteers should want to be excellent, okay? I think a volunteer should want to be. We've got a ton of volunteers here. They ought to be. But if they're paid, they ought to be expected to be. If, if, they're, if they're getting a check, they ought to be expected to be at that value. Excellence is, uh, is evaluating your systems uh, often. Uh, or that's number four. And, and look at your strategy, and there's, there's about four things that may need changing. Either a system has to change. If we're not getting the best, a system may have to change. Or a strategy has to change. Uh, we've always said the greatest way you, you build your life is changing three things. It's your, your story your, your, and your strategy are, are, are significant in that, and, uh, and, and your system. Those are the three things you have to change. But, but if a system doesn't have change or a strategy doesn't have change, then a mindset may have to change. The mindset has to be, I'll no longer accept this level. That's the level I want. In fact, I asked a girl recently, said she wanted to find me a date. You know, Pastor, if you'd pray for me, get a date. And I said, what do you want? Um, I just want a guy. Well, gosh, they're everywhere. I mean, don't you have a standard here? What kind of guy do you want? You know, uh, figure out what you want. You want a guy with a job or without a job? 
You want a guy that pays his way in life or doesn't? You want a guy that uh, is going some places or a guy that's already retired? What do you want? And, and so she had no clarification of what she wanted. That's like walking up to a car lot and just saying, I want to buy a car. Well, which car? Yeah, I'll take any one of them. Just give me a key. You know, surely you got something in mind. So you have to change one of four things. Measure your systems. You, you, you either change a system or a strategy or a mindset, or sometimes the person has to change. Sometimes you have to just change personnel. I listened to Warren Buffett say the other day, sometimes he had to let people go, and he said, it's the hardest thing for me because I was never let go. And I can say the same. I've, I've never been let go. Every job I ever went to, they always begged me to stay, offered me more salary, literally did everything they could to prevent me from going. But I took every job at a less salary because I said, I know we can make it there, and I knew it was the right place to go. And so Warren Buffett said, it killed me to have to let people go because I had higher belief in them than they had in them, or I had more desire for excellence than they did. And so uh, there's the issue of the changing part. Now you gotta be driving for continual improvement. Even if you get good today, you won't be good tomorrow if you're not constantly improving. Yesterday's victory don't bring you tomorrow's success. And if what you did yesterday still looks big, um, you haven't done much today. So you gotta be thinking about what am I gonna do tomorrow and how's that gonna work? And I do believe that, particularly in a church, Bill Hybel said this. He said, good enough is not just good enough when it comes to honoring God through the church. In response to His holiness and His greatness and in gratitude for His sacrifice to us, our attitude ought to be to get, pay tribute to Him with the best we can offer. He says, not obsessive perfectionism, but the attitude of excellence that permeates everything we do and it starts in our personal life. What we do as Christians does reflect on Christ. And it's true. There's a... Uh, Colossians 3.17 is a verse that is worth noting. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever you do, if you're shaking hands, be the best handshaker you can be. If you're stuffing envelopes, do it perfect. If you're, if you're typing, watch every word. Whatever job you do, put your heart into it. And that's my prayer. So today, when you go to do a job, some of you are in construction. Nail the nails with perfection. There's a guy that I was recommended, uh, Mr. Earl, and uh, this uh, country guy with a southern accent that I can't not build anything without calling him. And the reason is because that man, when he, he built around us a, a deck with these little uh, barriers to protect kind of a wall, <clears throat> he had every nail, he went through the box of nails and was throwing out nails. I thought they were all new. Mr. Earl saw one or two <coughs> that were not new looking. Then when he built, he measured and took a pencil. And every one of those boards, he measured the exact length down and width across. There are hundreds of them. It had to have taken him a lot longer. Every nail is exactly, I mean, it looks the most amazing. When he was through, I said, Mr. Earl, this, this is the most perfect deck I ever saw. And he said, it better be. And, uh, and that's his value. And so when Debbie and I were doing something recently, she said, who are we gonna get to finish that out? Who else could we use? You wanna use the guy that's excellent. And so I hope whatever you do, whatever job you do, you ought to decide, I'm gonna do it at such a level that I'll never look back and wonder, could I have done better? That I'll look back at that and say, that thing so reflects me that if they wanna know how good I am, there it is. 
And that's the way that we do our work. And that's the way that we succeed. And if you'll do it long enough so you don't let yourself slide by, you'll find that you'll look back one day and have something that lasts, something you can be proud of, and something you give God glory for, for giving you the opportunity to bring. Let me pray with you for a moment. Father, I thank you for the people that are listening today. And the fact is that they're listening is an indication to me that they want to grow. And I pray that today that they'll decide that whatever their hands are doing, whatever job they have, whatever volunteer role they play in, I pray, God, that they will decide that they will accept nothing less than their very best in what they do. And I pray, God, that you'll increase their favor upon their life for giving the best they have. Thank you, Lord, that you've, you've reminded us through giving the best of the offerings, the best of the lamb, the best of the, uh, the crops and the harvest, and the best when you gave your son. Thank us for reminding us, Lord, that you set the standard, that excellence is a value worth doing and that pleases you. And I pray that that'll be driven deep in our heart and it will be important to us to live by that same standard. And for that, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this lesson. This month's lesson is a great reminder that investing in your personal growth is an investment that keeps on giving for generations. Have a great month.